This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Welcome to episode 19 of the third season of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary and as I promised last week, I am back with more questions for you. Joining me today are two people who are probably the most overqualified guests for a quiz podcast I could ever hope for. One of them is literally a quiz show professional, appearing as one of the chasers on The Chase Australia after being a contestant on just about every other quiz show on offer. And he's also just published a book, The Quiz Masters, Inside the World of Trivia, Obsession and Million Dollar Prizes. My other guest, as well as being an award-winning comedian, also has some bona fide quiz credentials as a writer and producer of TV shows, Question Everything, The Chase and Dancing with the Stars. Welcome to the show, Bryden Coverdale and Justin Hamilton. I wonder how people are feeling about the Dancing with the Stars bit coming up. (laughs) (laughs) That's your bona fides, Justin. Yeah, I finally made it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for both coming on to the show. No, great to be here. I've I've listened and uh, really enjoy it. Excellent. And I look forward to panicking and uh, riding on Bryden's coattails when he answers everything correctly. Well, I don't know if you'd listened to last week's episode, but last week's guests, Catherine McClements and Shiv Palakar, literally answered every question correctly with their first guess. It was the first time that that has happened on this podcast. I was... Really thrown. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. It was like a seven-minute podcast. It was yeah. So yeah. Quick. yeah. Well, you know, I read. I read last last week's quiz in the paper, and it was it was it was easier. So you know, uh, <laughs> I'm sure this week's will be much harder. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get it, it in early, Bryden. That's right. Good work. Yeah. Prepare my excuses. <laughs> but look, the thing about this, as we've discussed on this podcast, I don't keep score. It's not a competition. It's just about having fun, and finding the answers and arriving at the answers. And I have been asking people, my guests on on this season, if they have a favourite piece of trivia. But I feel like, Bryden, that I should ask you if there's maybe that one question or that one Mm. piece of trivia that that stumped you you know was there something that saw you crash out on sale Uh, or something yes well look there 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 is indeed i i was on sale of the century when i was 19 years old and (laughs) really i uh yeah yeah that's right and uh look it was a who am i the answer was ho chi Minh, and i was thinking of the correct answer someone else buzzed in got it picked the 25 off the board and <gasps> knocked me out so ever oh. ever since then ho chi minh has it's sort of been has, like a, you know, pa- pa- you. pavlov's dogs kind of thing you know i've heard the name and i, got, <laughs> I just had jumped and like oh no no oh wow <laughs> but, I, but i think my favorite piece of trivia though is um, yes. you know uh, what is the um, shortest state border in australia Oh, that's oh. a good question. Oh, is it state and territory? So is it ACT? No, I'm, I'm talking just states. State? Oh, that's, oh, uh, that's a good one. All right. I reckon that's going to be... Victoria? Victoria and South Australia, right? Well, it's Victoria, but it's Victoria and Tasmania because 
there is a tiny little island in the middle of Bass Strait where when yeah. uh, they, they surveyed and drew the border, they thought there was no land there. And the, so the border of Victoria and Tasmania is at a, at a certain uh, latitude and they discovered that there was quite a small island there. It's called Boundary Islet and it's this uh, like 80-metre border <laughs> that Victoria and Tasmania share. Land border. That's brilliant. So that's I love my, it. That's my favourite piece of trivia. That is a very trivial piece it of is, trivia. It I is. love it. That, they really went out of their way with the title for it as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, to, to, to be fair, it wasn't called that before. Uh, right. they, no. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Yeah. Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? I don't know. We were, uh, funnily enough, Brian and I were talking earlier. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of sports statistics that have stuck in my head over the years. So I, oh, can, yeah. I can remember the uh, Magic Johnson in Game 6 of the 1980 <laughs> finals against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers putting up 42 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar twisted his ankle and couldn't play and he took centre and uh, helped win them their first championship. Wow. Uh, so that's just one of those uh, things that literally pops into my head at the weirdest of times. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't actually check if, if that's all correct. I mean, I, I can check, but but I won't. I'm going to assume that that's all correct. <laughs> it, it'll definitely be correct if it's basketball and Justin. He will not have that. Oh, long. really? Yeah. yeah. And you... You, Brighton, you're you're a former cricket journalist. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, I, I uh, spent sort of ten or eleven years covering the Australian team and touring around the world, and that's just that is just full of stats. Yeah, th- um, yeah, that's yeah. stats central. Yeah, my goodness. yeah. I think my favourite cricketer, really, of all time, is a woman uh, woman by the name of Eileen Ash, who just died uh, last year at the age of one hundred and ten, the oldest um, Test cricketer ever. She played Test cricket for England before World War Two. Uh, she also um, worked for MI five during World War Two, did wow. yoga uh, well into her hundreds and, and uh, drove a yellow oh mini, God. repassed her driving test when she was about 106. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, wow. The, like just this absolutely incredible woman. And if someone hasn't written her biography, it's just a massive missed opportunity because uh, what a life. Wow. Well, there's your next book, right? That's right. Well, exactly. Wow. Yeah. The, the, uh, I love that she was a cricketer and a spy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. in the first, you know, uh, 40 years of her life and then she lived another yeah. 70 years. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> the book should be The, the Silly Mid-On Who Came in from the cold. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I like that a lot. That's very funny. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Bryden Coverdale and Justin Hamilton. Here we go. Question number one. On June 17, 1972, a break-in was discovered at which office apartment hotel complex in Washington, D.C.? Well, that's uh, that's some uh, classic uh, American politics time, isn't it? When, when that is classic when, American politics. When American time. politics was exciting. That's right. Uh, you can you can feel this one, Justin. I feel like this is up your alley. Big shout out to my mum for introducing me to all the president's men at a, at a young age. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be in uh, all sorts of uh, trouble with this. Though it, it's it's. It's the Watergate scandal. Mm. It is the Watergate scandal. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, it, the, it was the, the Watergate Hotel, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah, the Water, yeah, Watergate right. Hotel. Yeah, I couldn't correct. remember for a moment if it was Club Watergate, 
you know, yeah. the Watergate Tropicana Inn, <laughs> you know, Watergate yeah. Motel. Yes. Uh, so, the, what, that's 50, 50 years ago this week then, Buzz? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The good old days when you have to actually break into a hotel rather than break into someone's computer files from, uh, right. yeah, from Russia. Yeah, and, yeah. and actually plant, yeah. you know, listening equipment and... Yeah, but also, like the, but also the good old days where like a political leader would actually resign over anything ever. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, sure. I, I, don't, I don't think. I mean, it took anymore. a long time. Do you know when yeah. he, when Nixon resigned? Uh, must have been uh, seventy four, wasn't it? Four, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. seventy four. Yeah. It was August 9th, nineteen seventy four, which is a good, you know, mm. two years after. Yeah. The, well, that's true. There, there was a bit of yeah. um, bit of stuff happened in the meantime. Fair to say. And certainly, <laughs> and yeah, he re- he resisted all the way, mm. but um, yes. Was was well on the way to being impeached and then decided to resign. Very well done. Question number two. What is the stage name of the Australian musician, DJ and record producer Harley Stretton? Oh. I, I, this one's a little bit ooh. trickier. No, look, I, I, I do know this gentleman one. Gentleman of our... Uh, yeah. Of our age, but uh, yeah, I, I, do you know this? I, I do know this. This is Flume. Um, it is Flume. Which I really only know because this is the sort of thing that I study for the chase, uh, you know. Um, oh, really? Po- popular musicians of the day who might not, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm, I'm 40. I, I, you know, all the music I used to listen to 20 years ago doesn't come up as much as, as modern music. But uh, yeah, he, he was you know, big at the... Arias a few years ago, and uh, yeah. I couldn't really tell you anything much about him except that his name is Harley Stretton. <laughs> Do you know wh- where he yeah. got the name Flume from? Uh, no, that I don't know. No. Oh, let me tell you. He so yeah, you you feel me? I will. Yeah. He uh, he started recording when he when he was a kid. He started recording under the name Heads H E D S, which were his initials. Yeah, Harley. Uh, I think it's Edward is his uh, middle name, Stretton. But he he chose the title of a Boniver song, mm. Flume, oh, as right. his oh, is that from moniker. That? Right, yeah, one of the yeah. classic um, you know artists taking a, a, a name from a, a different artist. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, Powderfinger, a common thing, Radiohead. Yep. You know exactly. Yeah. Uh, Simple Minds did they do that as well? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember whose song it was, but yeah, there's, a, there's certainly a few mm. of them. Meanwhile, in comedy, uh, classic. Uh, Australian comedy circles, you get the scared, weird little guys who were such a a, a fun, family friendly comedy duo who took their name from the Al Pacino movie Cruising. <laughs> really? Yeah, and if you don't know the movie Cruising, uh, you know what? Go and check it after this uh, <laughs> podcast, and, okay. uh, and and don't write to me. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Cruising. Okay. I, I am not familiar with it, but uh, maybe I will be uh, later. <laughs> Much later. Uh, question number three. The drawing Vitruvian Man is by which famous Italian? Ooh. This is, uh, this is the famous one where he's sort of um, like it's a drawing of a man, legs and arms. Out and then there's sort akimbo, of akimbo, yes. and then there's different different versions with his arms in different places. Uh, so is that this, is that Da Vinci? It is, yes. Yeah, it yes. is. It is famous Leonardo Italian Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Do you know who it's named for? Uh, well, there was a a, a man yes. called Vitruvius. That's correct. Um, Do you know what? I, I don't what he really did? know much about him. Not not sure what his story was. So he he lived in the sort of first century BC, and he was an architect, best known for his work De Architectura, uh, in which he originated the idea that all buildings should have three attributes, firmitas, utilitas, and venes... 
venustus, venustus, <laughs> which is strength, utility, and beauty. Yeah, mm. right. Well, I think yeah. some architects now could really <laughs> lean into that last one, couldn't they? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably a bit of uh, you know suburban architecture that uh, might you know <laughs> ben- benefit from a, a little bit of revisiting that idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, possibly. But yeah, he, as you were saying, the drawing of the the man by Da Vinci has his legs and arms akimbo and in various different positions inside a square. And a circle. A circle, yeah. And it refers to the dimensions the, of, the, uh, human of the human body, body yeah. Um, as set down by Vitruvius. Yeah. And, and used uh, or parodied or, uh, you know, tributes of it in all sorts of different art forms as well. Comic book mm. covers, uh, you Absolutely. know, stuff with like movies like The Terminator and things like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure, it, yeah, sure yeah. it came up in the Da Vinci Code somewhere as well. But uh, yeah, know, certainly in that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Dan Brown uh, yeah, letting that one go by. <laughs> no, indeed. All right. Question number four. You're doing very well. Question number four. What is the latest spin-off film in the Toy Story franchise? Oh, that would be the new... That would be Lightyear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not Tim Allen, I don't think. think Is it not? No, I think it is Captain America himself. Chris Evans is the new Ah, Buzz Lightyear. That's that's just wrong. If it's not Tim Allen, then it's not worth watching. And that that doesn't just go for the Toy Story movies. That's my general approach to watching (laughs) film and TV. I think you you could replace Chris Evans uh, with Tim Allen in... All his work, I, I would be a, a much bigger fan, I think. Oh, man, imagine Captain America with a paunch. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, Tim Allen, uh, another one of these people with a different real name. His real name is Timothy Dick. No way. Mm. Why, why did he change it? I don't know. I really, I, who could say? Welcome Timothy to the stage, Dick. Tim Dick. Yeah, that's wow. right. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, go to jail for drug offences. Yeah, he did. There was a drug, yeah. a drug offence. There's a famous like yeah. mug shot. Uh, yeah, and there's a famous reference to it in The Simpsons. Yeah. Is there? I don't and know that one. Uh, what was the character's name in Home Improvement? Who's looking over the oh, Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Nelson? Nelson. Wilson? Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. And, uh, <laughs> and Tim Allen accidentally runs him over, and he says, "Oh well, <laughs> back to jail for me." <laughs> and that's the line. <laughs> And was it actually That's Tim very Allen? Funny. I hope it was. <laughs> yeah, surely. <laughs> Lean into it, I say. Oh, that's good. All right. Question number five. What is the name of the famous quantum theory thought experiment in which a hypothetical cat is trapped in a box? Oh, I, I'm, I'm very excited that I uh, know of uh, Schrodinger's. Is that how you pronounce it? Schrodinger's? Well, n- nearly. Sh- Schrodinger. 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 Oh, yeah. You know what? It is probably the first time I've actually said it out loud after mm. reading about it for decades. <laughs> this happens just a little bit of insight with the chase. So to you know keep the chasers you know uh, prepared and and warmed up, I'll kind of read them out some questions and you know just kind of get them in in the rhythm for the show. And there's so many times you have no idea. <laughs> how often you know a word that you've never used in a conversation before until you're sitting opposite one of the chasers. <laughs> and you know what? Bright and great. 
you know, Goliath, great. But uh, when the governess is out, she just looks at me so disappointed every time I get a word wrong, which I kind of love as well. It's always the French pronunciations, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's always the French. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, there's always, there's always a Simpsons reference. One of the early episodes of The Simpsons, uh, you know, Marge, I can't remember what the context is, but she says, run like the wind. And they say, what? The wind. And she said, oh, I've only ever seen it written down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Marge. I hear yeah, you, Marge. That's, right. that's um, very funny. Uh, well, I'm sure there's probably a, a Simpsons reference for Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat as yeah, well, there surely. Yeah, prob- probably is. I... I must admit, I've never fully understood uh, the Schrodinger's cat thing, how it can be dead and alive at the same time. This, you know, goes a bit beyond my brain's capacity to understand. Exactly. Well, well, I think that's what Schrodinger himself was pointing out. He came up with the hypothetical cat in a box, whether it's dead or alive in the box, as a sort of proving tool or a thought, thought experiment to kind of indicate how he... Wasn't sure that the prevailing thought of the day uh, was mm. correct or not, and uh, you know, and this was all in contained in letters to that he exchanged with Einstein. So some big heads thinking about it. I mean, this is this is one of the things that I love about trivia and quizzing is that we can go from uh, Tim Allen to Sch- <laughs> Schrodinger, Einstein, and quantum <laughs> physics in the space of sixty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that's the kind of thing that my my brain does on a regular basis. So it's just yeah. the perfect outlet. Yeah, brilliant. Well, it's good to have you on the show. We're going to take another little break. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Bryden Coverdale and Justin Hamilton. We're up to question number six. How many seats did the Australian Labor Party win at the 2022 federal election? Oh, damn. So they needed 76 for a majority. Yes, and that's I right. I think they got... Did they get end up with 77? Is that right? That is correct. Yes. They ended up with 77 seats. Yes. It's so funny because I was watching it closely. Mm. And then, to be honest, once I got to 76, I went, result, I'm out, <laughs> move on. It's actually, interestingly, it's actually exactly the same amount of seats that the coalition won in 2019. Oh, yes. Interesting. Yeah, because they didn't have, they did not have much of a, uh, much of a majority. And so, yeah, this is the whole thing about... Um, the Labor Party could easily have obviously formed government with the crossbench, but um, with 76, they might have had to have thought about an independent speaker or something like that. So there's all these little yeah. little elements to, you know, one seat can just make all that difference. Indeed. And, and, there, and there was a couple of seats that just took, you know, what was it, a couple of weeks almost for it for, to be actually called. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, question number seven. Jai Hindley last month became the first Australian overall winner of which... Grand Tour cycling race, and there's a bonus point for naming the only other Australian rider to win a Grand Tour event and for naming the race and the year 
that he wanted. Goodness. Well, I think I can probably do all of this. Um, all right, let's please. let's well, hear you please. do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jai won the uh, the Giro d'Italia just recently. Correct. Um, the only other winner of the Grand Tour. The Grand Tours are the, the Giro, the Tour de France and the Vuelta in Spain. And so Cadell Evans won the Tour de France. I think it was 2011. That's my recollection. Well, you are spot on. Well, it yes. was Cadell Evans. It was the Tour de France. <laughs> yeah. And it was 2011. Very well done. And yeah, the Giro d'Italia. Um, what's the third one? Uh, it's the Vuelta in Spain. So there's basically Fran- France, Italy, and Spain. And I would say the Vuelta is the one that you hear of the least. It's kind of like... Uh, you yeah, know, it's the poor poor Spanish cousins. It's, it's sort of, of the, you uh, know, the, the, the Ringo to, um, you know, the, 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 Giro, the Giro and the Tour de France. Uh, yeah. Know, John and Paul. Uh, yeah. yeah, Jai <laughs> was second overall in the Giro d'Italia in 2020 before winning the, um, this year, yeah. which was the 105th edition of the Giro d'Italia. Wow. Right. And let me tell you this as well. Cadell, here's one. Here's a little secret bonus question for mm. you. Here's one of how many non-Europeans to win the Tour de France? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Greg LeMond won it from America. Very good. Yes, and he did. Egan Bernal from Colombia. I, I am very impressed. I'm just not sure if there's actually any others. Is there? There is no others. Yeah, you just, are that's yeah. those. Yeah, three wow. non-Europeans. Hasn't been won by a French cyclist since the mid-80s, though. So they're uh, oh really? There's a bit of a drought there for the for the French. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so, like Australia and the Australian Open until Ash Barty yeah. came along. So, yeah. Is it uh, Yannick Noah's the last uh, Frenchman to win uh, the French Open as well? Isn't he? Like which was oh, he may when well he beat be. Mats uh, yeah. Vilander. Yeah, he, he, he may wow. well be. I haven't actually looked into that, but yeah, could could be right. Well, there you go. I I think that just proved why you are a uh, a chaser. <laughs> Just with your, your off the top of your head, naming Greg LeMond and Egan Bernal, <laughs> who I've never heard of. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he, Somewhere he won he, just recent in the last few years. Oh, okay. So, so I try right. to try to try to remember those. Yeah. Somewhere Greg and Egan are in the world, and they're sensing someone's mentioning our name. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. Where Where are they? <laughs> that's right. All right. Question number eight. Oliver Tambo. Was a politician and revolutionary of which nation? Okay. Are you familiar with Oliver Tambo? Well, no. I have I have flown in and out of Oliver Tambo International Airport. Have you? I have indeed. For cricket uh, cricket tours, which might of give, course you give would. people a bit of an indication of... Yeah, you know, it is na- certainly a cricketing nation. Narrowing yep. down the countries. Does do, that do, help do, you? Do you want to have a go, Justin? Yeah, no. Justin, if no. it's a cricketing nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, I don't know. Is it somewhere in the West Indies? Is it, Not or am Indies. I overthinking it? No, no. Um, it is. Well, how about I just tell you where it is? Um, yeah, the, why don't you the, just tell us? The airport's in Johannesburg. It's uh, South Africa. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly right. Not too sure of exactly what Oliver Tambo did. Well, let me tell you. Okay. He was the president of the ANC, which is the African National mm. Congress. Uh, but spent more than 30 years in exile, re- returning to South Africa in 1990 when F.W. de Klerk repealed the ban on the ANC. It was a, um, mm. you know, an outlawed organisation during yeah. apartheid. 
but he was too sick to remain in the role of president. And so Nelson Mandela took over as president. And right. two years later, there was a referendum on the continuation of apartheid. And two years after that, the ANC were allowed to stand at the 1994 general election, which, for the first time, allowed South Africans, regardless of race, the right to vote. And since that election, the ANC has polled better than 55% at all general elections. Wow. Yes, it's, it's, not, that, it's not quite a one-party state, but it's a one-party yeah. always wins these days state. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They hold the majority of, of the seats. In, the, in that 1994 uh, election, they were a sliver. Of, they, I think they polled 62 point something percent of the, of the vote which was just short of the two-thirds majority mm. which would have meant that they could have you know rewritten the constitution basically at, at their you know their own whim oh man you know yeah. I, I always think about uh, i stayed up and watched uh, nelson mandela when he was freed from jail mum and i watched it on tv and i remember having a real fear while watching it, that something bad was going to happen. Like there was wow. a real trepidation of just scared that there was someone out there who was going to take matters into their own hand and feeling yeah. Yeah. such a relief when he not only was released, but, you know, was going to be okay as well. And, yeah. and ended up living to be 97 or 98 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he yeah. Really, Had a very good innings. Yeah. Yeah. I think and there is, I think there's a Nelson, Nelson Mandela International Airport as well. But I don't actually think it's in South Africa. I could be wrong on this, but I think it's in huh. one of those really obscure countries like Cape Verde or something like that. They've, right. they've got a right. they've got a Nelson Mandela Airport. I could I could be wrong, but that's my. I'm going to check. Yeah, all right. And, and and not only did he live to a ripe old age, Morgan Freeman played him in in Invictus. So you're <laughs> well, wrapped right. all around, are you? Yeah, it's like, this exactly. is great. You got you got. L- mo- listen to that mellifluous <laughs> voice. Say that's my right. words. That's yeah, right. <laughs> you are yeah. right. It's Cape Verde. Wow. You are unstoppable. <laughs> well, um, oh, look, that's airports named after famous people is one of those lists that I put together years ago when I was going to be doing the chase. And a, a few of them have stuck. The, the, the kind of things that stick in trivia are the things where you go, oh, that's a bit unusual. I wouldn't have thought that. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Having, having one that's named after, you know, someone from another country sort of. Yeah. Made me go, oh, that's a bit odd. That is odd. Yeah. Hmm. But far out. Well yeah. done. But yes, the question was about Oliver Tambo, who yes. w- was a um, yes, a, a, a comrade, I guess, of Nelson Mandela's. Question number nine: What do all the angles of a triangle always add up to? Ah, oh, uh, uh, as, as, as in the internal angles. I assume we're talking about here. Yeah, we are talking yes. about the internal yes. angles. Yes. Yeah. So which one's ninety degrees? Is that right? Is a does it all uh, add up to two seventy? Is that how it works? No, it's not, I, I think no it should, you're thinking of a right angle triangle, which yeah. does have one angle which is ninety degrees. But right. I, I think it's one one eighty, isn't it? It's um, it is one eighty. Right. Yeah. So so in a right angle, you might have one that's ninety, but the other yep. two will then be uh, you know forty five each to right. to sort of offset that. Um, exactly right. As, uh, I mean, look. Springing a, a, a even a basic maths question um, in the middle of trivia is the sort of thing that I usually dread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, similarly, I'm I'm not always uh, on there for for the maths questions, but 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm a stand-up comedian. I run <laughs> very far from maths. You know, I, you know, during COVID, the maths was the the thing that was absolutely destroying all my artistic friends who suddenly, you know, are doing homeschooling. Do, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm an artist. I paint for a living. How the hell do I know how to do long yeah. division? You know. <laughs> yeah, I was grateful that that my my son was young enough that. I, I at least knew his level of, of mathematics, yeah. so I could I could teach him that. But well, yeah. I, I went to a small um, high school, very small high school in in the country, and I actually won the maths award in year twelve for the highest score in maths. It was only I think from memory about twenty nine out of fifty, which uh, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be great at maths to work out that that's only just a pass. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. it was still enough to to win the maths award. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excellent. And we are up to. The final question, question number 10, and I'm sorry, uh, I apologise about my pronunciation, but here we go, <laughs> we're going to give it my best shot. Mustard belongs to which vegetable family? Is it A, Amaryllidaceae, or the onion family, B, Brassicaceae, or Brassicacea, cabbage family, or C, Cucupitaceae? Cucupitaceae, or the gourd family. <laughs> wow. The governess isn't this. here, so do not feel bad about it, because uh, this is <laughs> the, the blind panic I have every rehearsal. Yeah, my but, goodness. But, but you're making Justin feel good now. It's, uh, yeah, right. good, good. That's that's what I'm I, really trying to do. I feel seen, I feel heard, it feels nice. <laughs> you don't feel understood, though. Good. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic, I've forgotten what the question is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> M- I'll have to... So, yeah, mustard, does yes. mustard yeah. belong to the... Well, the first okay. one was the onion. So, basically, onion. onions, cabbages or, you know, gourds and pumpkins and things. Exactly. Is, right. is essentially what the question is. I think it's a brassica. I think it's a, um, uh, in the cabbage family, if my, if my memory serves me correctly. Look, your memory does serve you very correctly. Very, it serves you very well. Yeah, mustard is a member of the... Brassicae or brassic? What did I say before? The cabbage, yeah, broccolis and cauliflowers and all of these these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, the cabbage family. Yeah, Mm. well done. That's a good one. That's a really good one. (laughs) I was like, I, you know, I started to panic halfway through that. I could smell burnt toast. I was like, this is not going to go well. And I was like, this is all on Bryden right here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. See, see, the amazing thing about trivia is that so often the same things come up in different places. And I'm sure I've written a question about you know, mustard as a plant before. And they just they just stick for some reason, you know. If yeah. you'd ask me what family the mustard uh, comes from, I'd say condiments, mate. It's condiments. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is. Of course Is there it any is. other That's family? What it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to take one last break. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Bryden Coverdale, Justin Hamilton. Thank you so much, both of you, for for coming onto the quiz. I hope you had a good time. Oh yeah, that was fun, and uh, I, like I, I, I'm I always happy to do a quiz with Bryden. Like uh, that, that's where I feel most comfortable. Yeah, but the, but the, yeah. But the great the great thing was that you know you were out of the blocks quickly with Watergate. Yes, got, got that one early, and and you 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 also got the uh, yeah the Toy Story Lightyear one. Quickly enough that I didn't have to uh, hesitate and go. Oh, have I actually caught up with this or not? You just you, <laughs> sa- you, you saved me there, so well done. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it comes in handy being a single yeah. uh, childless man with not much to do on a weekend. <laughs> uh, will you be uh, going off to see Lightyear? Yeah, maybe. Like you know, I like going yeah, to the cinema. Like I like the cinema experience. So yeah. if uh, if I feel like going to the movies and it's there, well, I will definitely go and check it out. I yeah, reckon. nice. Well, for me, it's 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 no 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 Tim Allen no go. For you, no yeah, Tim, Tim Allen, that's it. That's wow. No Tim Allen, no Tim Dick, I'm out. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm just waiting for the Home Improvement reboot, which hasn't happened yet, so, you know. It's got to be so around the corner. I yeah. don't know if that's ever going to happen. I wouldn't be holding <laughs> your breath for that one. But thanks so much for doing the quiz. Good luck with the uh, continued success of The Chase. And good luck also with, with your your book, Bryden. It yeah, is available, thank you. Thank you. I'm assuming, at all good bookstores and online. At, at all good bookstores and online. It's all about quizzes. There's quiz questions throughout it as well, but it's a, it's, it's essentially a narrative about quizzing and uh, lots of interviews and fun stuff. Yeah, you've got some good guests on yeah, it. Yeah, I've got yeah, interviews with yeah, Carrie Young, who was the big sale champ in the 80s. Um, uh-huh. uh, Martin Flood, who won a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, my fellow chasers and everything, and then... There's also lots of stuff about the various quiz shows that I've done and pub trivia and all sorts of things. So. Well, I can't wait to read it. I'm Thank very you. excited to. Thanks. Thank all you. right, gents. Thanks so much. That's Thank it. You. Thanks for having us. Easy peasy. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. In case you haven't realised by now, I'm a big trivia nerd, so I had a lot of fun this week. Thank you to Bryden Coverdale and Justin Hamilton for being my guests this week. For those of you interested, the land border between Victoria and Tasmania is only 85 metres, making it the shortest border between two Australian states by quite some margin. And Justin was also correct. In Game 6 of the 1980 NBA Finals, Magic Johnson scored an unbelievable 42 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists and 3 steals in a 123-107 to win for the Lakers. He also became the first and only player to win the NBA Finals MVP award in his rookie season. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for always putting together such a wonderful quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.